0: All right, this is the Real Deal podcast brought to you by PaypalAccess.com and I'm Maddie Marshall. And I'm here with Brandon Short, who has made himself into one of the most legendary names ever to play for the Ironman. Brandon, how you doing? What up, everybody? How you doing? And uh, we've also got Kyle Spicka. Uh, third year on the team now, Kyle? Yeah. Third year on the yeah. team, incredibly talented, hungry player, uh, started to make a name for himself the past couple seasons. Three years,
1: jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's been three years already. Yeah, huh? you know what that means. For
0: you,
1: for you guys do know, I'm making the scissor motion. Right? Yeah, or like Shane used to
0: always say, he just constantly would just throw it out there and be like, "Hey, you're playing great. The axe is sharp, though, boys. The axe is sharp. The axe is sharp. Uh, yeah. It's a true story. <laughs> but um, and I, you know, I I kind of always had a, a soft spot in my heart for you guys because um, you know I was you guys before. You know, i mean I played for almost six years for the Ironmen and. That means a lot to me, um, you know, also being players from Southern California, um, you know, the Ironman was the team, you know, when I was, when I was coming up.
1: Maddie, what year were you on the Ironman? Might have uh, been a while ago. Huh?
0: Yeah, no, it was a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs>
1: Auto-cockers. Yeah. Auto-cockers.
0: Well, in the very beginning, yeah, I played uh, from 98 until um, 2004. Jeez. So when, uh, when we left to form excessive.
1: Which is why I got on the team. Really, all the good players left. They needed, they needed kids. <laughs> they went to SC Village, and uh, they're like, "Anyone want to play with us?" And I raised my hand.
0: Is that really how <laughs> so it happened? Thank you, Maddie Marshall. Yes. No problem. My, my pleasure. Um, so let's tell me that story. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, so you're from LA originally. From LA. We're in San Diego right now, in case anyone wants and,
1: to. And um, back in the day, SC Village was the mecca of paintball. Mm-hmm. This is where everybody played, and. Um, it was 2004, a new team was, was being created called Excessive. Um, it was basically the Ironman, right Maddie? Yeah, it was pretty much
0: the Ironman. I mean, the only people, there was a couple of people that stayed, uh, Billy Wing and Catfish were pretty much, and Eric, Roberts, oh, and Eric Roberts were pretty much the only like named guys that stayed on So yes.
1: Team. so basically they, they started from scrap. They needed, they needed players. They needed young players, people that they could really kind of mold into what they needed. And they, they literally held open trials at SC Village. Literally. Really? So, I went out there as, long, as well as a few of my other friends, uh, like Bobby Avilas, Paul Kadic, Goat Hong, Steven Pitts, some of these guys that aren't even around anymore. Um, you had yeah.
2: legacy on the time, right?
1: No. This was like, I was 17 years old. I had never played a pro tournament in oh, my life. Wow and uh, never even been to a national tournament, but I knew that I wanted to play pro paintball really, really bad. So this was like my foot in the door. How did we, how did no one find you before?
0: Because you kind of burst on the scene pretty hard. You know, it's just, you you were like chip on your shoulder, like I'm gonna go and smash people. I mean, pretty much
1: right away. What was really weird was for some reason, and it's not a bad reason, when I was really young, this is what I wanted to do. I want to be a pro paintball player and I knew I really wanted to do it, so I worked really hard at it. It's just, when you're young you don't know anybody, it's hard to you know, get a, to, to shine, to get your foot in the door, to meet people, you know, I was young, and this was the perfect opportunity. So just How'd all, you find out about it? Um, that's a good question. I, it's like one night, I was, I was definitely gonna play paintball on that Saturday, I just wasn't gonna play at SC Village that weekend, and phone calls were being made and someone of a friend of a friend called me and said, hey, this is right up your alley. You better go out there. So I did. And I didn't even have a paintball gun that was working. No way. I had to borrow a gun. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, not to toot my own horn, but the very first point I ran through the X. If you're going to toot your own horn, now is the now time is the to do time. it. No one's going to feel just, bad
0: about it. It just
1: worked out this <laughs> You've way. you had a great
0: career, so yeah. I want to hear you tooting now your own horn. I toot my right own
1: horn, horn but I, I literally, I ran through the middle off the break. The very first point I was very first there, point. Shot three dudes. Shane Pastana, if you guys don't know, is probably one of the coolest guys, best paintball coach, one of the best players, comes up to me and goes, what's your name, son? Really? I mean, I pretty much, they kind of said from that moment, like, you were on the team right there, so. Wow. Wow. But they also were a little desperate, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, so was that something that was... Did, was that a plan? Like, okay, hey, uh, what's your name, again, kid? Kid, uh, Brandon. Wait, okay, what is it, Brandon? Yeah. Okay, run to the center off the break, or was that something you just did innately?
1: Um, back in the day when I first was playing, and even till this day, I was super, super aggressive. You know, I love getting up there. I love bunkering people, and um, just watching some of my favorite players. I knew that's like the style I wanted to take on, and uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of knew that if I wanted to, you know, be known or make an appearance at that trial that I needed to do something big. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So it kind of worked out. I could have ran through and just got blown to pieces and, you know, would have never made the team and who knows, but. But with with
0: Shane particularly, like he was always a guy who, I mean, even if that, he he just wanted to see that aggression because he always felt like, because I remember when I was young, like I got picked up because I was super aggressive, just murdering people up front. and uh, and then me, Davey, and Micah got on the team at the same time. But then that first year, I rode the pine a decent amount because in in '98, because I was kind of doing what you're doing right now, you yeah. know, like you know, just overthinking everything. Yeah. I'd be in these fun spots, and I I just I'd be putting all the variables together in my head, and, and I'd let I'd second guess myself, and I wasn't taking the initiative. So heading into t- to 1999, um, you know, Shane was like called me up and uh and he was like hey I'll talk to you about everything and he was such a masterful guy in his ability to mm-hmm. talk to people you know and, and motivate you and um and he was like yeah um you know you gotta let yourself go man you know yeah. I mean I see yourself getting you you have a really good timing you have amazing skill but you you get in these positions and you know you just don't do what you're supposed to do in there and, and I can tell it's because you're second guessing yourself so just believe in yourself and you know because we believe in you and then that year 99 I in the beginning of the season, I was just destroying people in practice. Mm -hmm. Like the best I'd ever played, just, I mean, just like ridiculous stuff, you know, just Uh. like, and because I was, I would, I just kind of let caution, threw caution to the wind. And I was like, you know what? Kind of like you, you know, when I was younger, I had a knack for paintball and I'd always been shooting at things. I grew up on a canyon in San Diego. So I was always shooting things with pellet guns or BB (laughs) guns or whatever, wrist rockets, throwing rocks, anything, you know, like that was what we did was, We kind of played paintball before we knew what paintball was. And then, uh, and so I just, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I've I've got to believe in myself. So that year killed it in 99 as a front player. And then in 2000, that's when Shane was like, we need back players. You're smart. I'm going to put you in the back. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And that was the smartest thing that ever happened. (laughs) So Shane, if you ever hear or listen to this, thank you. But, but yeah, but he likes that. He wants that aggression. So that makes sense.
1: And I, I always tell people too, especially young guys, even Kyle, I've told, it's like when you're younger, just attack, attack, attack. Figure out what works, figure out what doesn't. You learn through osmosis, and then you bring it back a little bit, bring it back a little mm-hmm. bit, and then pretty soon you're making all the perfect moves, all the right decisions, and yeah, you're not always 100% on, but most of the time you're, making, you're attacking, which is, which is the way to play paintball. It's yeah. not to sit back there, shoot your gun, it's to go up there, and smash people in the face, yeah. and have a good time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's exerting your will, you know? Yes. Because the, the other good teams are going to be trying to do that. So yeah. like, we always say that, it's the paintball cliche, but it, it's a cliche because that's the way. That mm-hmm. is how it's done. You if you're going to
1: die, die going forward. You know, yeah. like our,
2: our first match against Upton in, uh, in Chicago, we were like, all right, we're just going to – we know they're going to come running down the field. We'll just sit back a little bit, start picking them off. Yeah, and, and so let's talk about
0: that, that match real quick. I mean, Kyle, since you brought it up, because – you know, I, I, you know, we all know Upton's pretty talented. At this point, three tournaments in. If anyone doesn't know that those kids can play paintball, like they should know. Yeah. You know, they they bring it. They play. They play Ironman type paintball. Yeah. Super aggressive. They're taking crazy spots. They have no fear whatsoever. And they come out, and you guys, you know, you just had come off a really good practice where you didn't even have everybody there. Yeah, and
2: we we're still just killing it. Yeah, and you're killing
0: everyone, yeah. even though you did. You know, uh, Eric was uh, Eric Humphries was injured. I don't think like, you had we're missing Paxton Rainey, there.
2: Paxton, L.J., Eric. A lot of your best yeah, players, yeah.
0: you know, I mean, you could say. Yeah. And you guys still smashed. Yeah. So you head in, first event, or I'm sorry, first game,
2: you play Upton, what happened? I think we were going into, I mean, obviously we know they're a good team, but we're still like, you know, we're we a way better team than this team is. Going in, probably with their head a little bit higher than it should have been, and it's almost like the table's turned. Like, they played our paintball, and we played, like, probably some of the worst paintball we've ever played, and they just... We thought maybe we'd just sit back, pick a couple off of them, and then go to work. They were just running through our guns and then just shooting us out of our bunkers like pretty good. Yeah, big. and it looked, because
0: I think they went up on you guys. I want to say like five points to nothing I or think something. I was yeah.
2: actually just watching the their podcast. I think it was 6-0. 6-0. We were able to get
0: two points, and then they finish it off, but... What was going on in the pits when that was happening? When when it's, you know... I mean, obviously, in the first couple
2: points, you're like, whatever, shake it off, we got this. But then once it starts to get deep... I think we were pretty... To be honest, I think we were pretty calm, like, up into 5, maybe five zero. Once it got to six zero, shit started hitting the fan, but... I mean, at that point, we're like, we could still come back. We're just fucking up little quick points, and then... Still there, just kept coming, kept coming. Once it gets a 6-0, I mean, it's pretty hard. So you take... One point to... Yeah, and then and they did, you know, so they polish you guys off. And then, so you
0: take that first loss. What, was, what were you guys talking about in the meeting right after that game? Shake it off, that sort of stuff, or, I mean...
1: I mean, honestly, there's not much you can do besides, yeah, shake it off, move on. You know, we have to win the rest of our games. Yeah. Here we go. And well, at least you got clocked hard right off yeah. the break. You know,
0: like, if you're going to get rocked and have some time, it's at least yeah. you can clear your head a little bit. And then, all right, we at least, okay, look, the tournament started. You know, it's like Anderson Silva just fought that fight and got whooped again in the first round. And then his corner, that's exactly what they, his corner said to him. And they're like, all right, you warmed up now? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm warmed up. He's like, all right, well, now it's time to start the fight because you just lost that first round, yeah. you know? Yeah, I was So is that kind of what was you guys were talking about? I mean...
1: Yes and no. I mean, yeah, of course you got to say shake it off. I think it kind of goes without saying. it's like whatever. you know yeah. you win or lose, there's the tournament you didn't win it or you didn't lose it right there in that first of course round. not. So. Three it's more like, games. yeah, it's like, all right, we got to win the rest of our games. What, what went right? What went wrong? You know what do we got to do to change? So we went at it like that standpoint and then we moved on to Chattanooga. and um, that game was obviously much different. They're obviously they're also a much different team, different style. They were going through kind of a learning process and growing pains, and unfortunately, they felt you know the wrath of our, us being a little bit upset, and we came back strong and kind Counting of them real hard. Yeah, yeah. kind of reversed the tables, got a seven0 against them, yeah. which helped us in the point standings. but um, regardless, you know, walking away from that day, it's like, man, we got pounded by a yeah. pretty good team, you know It's like, we got to pull it together because the weekend's only going to get tougher from here. Yeah. Yeah, I think after that,
2: even after that day, even after that seven zero win, we're still like, wow, we pretty much went 0-2 today. Yeah. Like, we came into this event, I think, thinking that potentially we had the strongest team that we've had in two, three years. Absolutely. As far as roster goes, and after getting that, it was
1: kind of like a rude awakening. Chicago was a pretty rough event overall yeah. for the Ironman. On our toes, the whole... It, yeah, you know, it's like safe to say that we were building momentum, and it was... It was just a really tough tournament. But the one thing I wanna say and take away from that tournament was, even though we struggled, and even though it was hard, we fought tooth and nail, and we ended up back in the top four. Yeah, Which is something super positive to say about our team and the young guys, and even though it wasn't pretty, and I watch the games in repeat, and I close my eyes half the time. And I asked myself, Brandon, why are you doing that? Why are you looking that way? I even watch it. I'm like. I can't yeah, watch. I'm still really proud of my guys that we were able to walk away with a top four finish. Yeah, I, was, I was proud of you guys too because you know I I we
0: just did an interview with, with uh, SK and um, you know we were talking about the same sort of thing and I was like, hey, you know, it, not overall long thinking. He's I was like, not that bad of an event. I mean, yes, and he's like. Phew. It's terrible. It was yeah. it played horrible, <laughs> it was. and I was like, "Well, I mean, okay, yeah, but you, you, but it's not like you took tenth, you know. I mean, I mean, I've, yeah, I've gone, kinda... I've gone to tournaments, and I mean, like when we first formed Excessive that mm. first year, I mean, the first event we went to in Huntington Beach, I think we took like twelfth, and which was the worst I'd done in a pro event, I think ever in my career. <laughs> yeah, you know. So we talk about gut check, and you go online, and people are like Excessive, <laughs> yeah, excessively bad, and it was like, oh my god, and it was like that was real. That was like one of those moments where you're like alright man, we're, we're in the deep end right now and uh, we got to get out of this mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I mean ultimately I mean, you guys did take fourth and yeah. you did still, you know, I mean yeah, you went two and two and then and then you won in overtime, which is a close game yeah, and I'm then exactly. you got the break speed off you in the game after that, so, yeah. you know, so I mean it, it is what it is, but you know, it's like when you look at your ro- I remember when, when I looked at your roster for this year I was like, I was kind of expecting one of these tournaments to happen, you yeah. know, and I thought it would happen honestly in the first two events but you guys came out real strong you know and that's think like that it's and i'd love for you guys to kind of talk about the team chemistry a little bit because when you look at your guys' team you do have a lot of young really truly untested players in in the deep end of of the the semifinals and the finals but those players are playing that ironman playing or that ironman paintball where or just good paintball in general where they're they they do not have a lot of fear they're, you know they're doing what needs to be done different players are stepping up in different games mm-hmm. Which bodes really well for the future of the team. Yeah. It
1: does. I mean, honestly, I, I played on the Ironman for a long time. I played on the squad that won a bunch of tournaments. Well, how many years are you? You're deep, what, eight, nine years deep? Dude, I'm eight years deep on the team, which which is a great thing because it shows loyalty, yeah. but it also means I'm getting old. <laughs> <But laughs> old oh, enough. I'm turning 26 in August. So. Oh, come on, man. 26! You're in the I prime know. of your life right now, Brandon. I was 17 when I joined the team. And I swear, between a few paintball events, a birthday, getting drunk, now I'm 26. You
0: know, it just, <laughs> it just, it just happens yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, another thing about the paintball life too is that you may be 26 years old, but I mean, you've been through some pretty like you've aged your soul a lot in that oh, of time. Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, honestly, I don't know where I'd be without the sport, without my friends. It's it's done wonders for my life, like. I've built I've built such a confidence, and it's not like this weird cocky confidence. It's this confidence of, it's like my soul has grown older, like you said. Like I, I just walk with a certain walk that I know what's going on in life a little bit more, maybe than the average guy. It's safe to say I don't know.
0: I, I would agree though, because I knew you when you. I mean, I, I didn't know you well, and I've got mm-hmm. to know you better as the years progress, but. And we are neighbors, so would like you to come up and play pool one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, so.
0: It's kind of far. Yeah. Two miles. It's like <laughs> two miles? <laughs> right up the hill. Maybe a mile. Maybe a yeah, mile a yeah. But, um, but uh, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I've been on that same road, man. And it's, you know, and I think that we all kind of, you know, when I was, I think another reason why I can relate to you guys too is that I, I was a year younger in high school than I was supposed to be, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always littler, and I was always smaller and younger than everybody all the time. And uh, so I, I always had a chip on my shoulder, and um, I played, played sports, but I had that fight in me, which is why I was even able to get on those teams, even though like maybe physically I w- wouldn't be able to compete as well as some of the guys that were, because I was always smaller, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like, but paintball was one of those things that. You know, it doesn't matter what size you are, and uh, and and it's all neck
1: up, man. It's all your mentality. It's it's all about how bad you want it, and how much heart you have, and yeah. So
0: as you grow into a man, though, in the paintball life, it really does age your soul a lot because you travel, you meet all these people from all these different places, you have these really intense experiences. You're constantly being tested all the time, where you know, and it's a performance base. It's a merit-based society, you know. So it's all about what you've done. And, uh, and, and all of those elements combined, it, it, you couldn't really ask for like a better education to like grow your mind, you know, and, and to that. put some age on your soul, like we were talking about. But, you know, I mean, so, cause I want to get more into your history, Brandon, cause you know, you are one of those unique players. I mean, you've spent your entire professional career with one team. That's very rare. Very rare. Very <laughs> rare. You're going on your eighth year pro. You're only 26. Now you're kind of heading into that, that stage where. You know, and this happened to us when we rebuilt the Ironman after Shane left, and then he was going to come back. But, you know, I, I just, I've been in your spot before, and that's a real big mental test. But Kyle, I kind of want to hear your history a little bit for people that don't know, you know I mean? Like, yeah. you know, let the people know where you're from and how you got on this team, because you also had to struggle, yeah. you know, and fight and prove yourself constantly to, to be where you're at right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> growing up in North Carolina, I actually probably went uh, like around 04 to 06, where... East Coast Pable was actually pretty big at that point. Trauma. Trauma, gridlock and We had, like, I want to say from 100 to 150 people in that that huge group from all divisions. And uh, I grew up with a pretty big family out there. So I had a lot of motivation from them. And then... When that kind of fizzled out, I was, I was like, well, "What am I going to do?" Like, because yeah, that was right at, when
0: you were, peak, you know, getting, was, at least yeah. peaking in the sense that you
2: were okay, I'm good yeah. enough to play on one of these teams, but now there's no team to play yeah. for. What do I do? Building my way up through the gridlock camp, and I was kind of like, I was, it was right at the point where I'm ending well, high what, school. Too. What part of North Carolina are you from? Wilmington, right by the beach. Okay, um, kind of pretty much like a San Diego town, a little bit. Um, not much in the country like people think it is. Yeah, because you don't have an accent. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I love people from North Carolina. Actually, yeah. I've, I've spent some time there. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah, I was real good friends with the trauma camp. So, I've, like, they always hold like a special place in my heart. the yeah. like North Carolinians, but, but, uh, but yeah. So it, that makes sense. That you yeah. kind of fit in over here, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: So then, it, I mean, it kind of fizzled out, and it's right when I'm like, ending high school. So I'm like, uh, what? What is there to do? All trauma dispersed. Good luck. So I was looking at. I mean, either quit paintball right now or go to college and I had a chance to go to Florida to play with Palm Beach and so uh, I took that opportunity, I was like I'm gonna pursue it, my mom was like you know go pursue it, I know this is what you want to do, you're good at it Um, keep going with it, so I moved to Florida for a year, uh, played with the Palm Beach It went pretty well, got to Division 1, semi-prover, kinda going back and forth and then as that started to fizzle out, I was again looking at am I gonna move home, what am I gonna do, and uh, I knew Marcelo and Mouse pretty good at the time, they were both playing with Aftermath, and they were like, you know, come out, just come try out. Dan Wake got it all set up, like, push like talking to him like once, twice a week, like you need to do these drills, run, like he was a pretty big influence on me, Dan Wake, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was trained a lot, and then finally I come out, try out, make the team, the semi-pro Aftermath team, that's when they had the, the two at the, at the time, and uh, so I made the team, and him was like, I'm not paying you to fly out, so you better move out here. Like, all right. So I pinned it out, drove out with my uncle. Drove coast to coast, coast? Yeah. From North Carolina back to all the way out to which, San Diego. Which route did you take? Uh, well, we went to St. Louis because I have a bunch of family there first. Okay. Then we came down from St. Louis to New Mexico, stay in New Mexico overnight, and then all the way over to San Diego. And I, I think I pulled up, like, Saturday morning when we had practice. No, so, like, pulled up for pulled practice. Up, yeah, like, we drove... Through Friday night, pulled up for Saturday's practice with aftermath, and uh, so play with them for it was World Cup, and playing. I'm, everyone knows playing with him and seems tough, you know. One yeah, of the best his, coaches out there, but he's 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 a uh,
0: he's, he's a taskmaster, yeah. you know. But he he expects a lot. he gives a lot, but he expects a lot, you yeah. know. He's and to be honest, that's a really really good thing because yeah. if you can make it, I always say, if you can make it through the aftermath camp, you can do anything in yeah,
2: life. Yeah, exactly. You know? And Tommy like pretty much all all the fundamentals, everything that I needed to correct on and I think kinda just got like broken down mentally with that team and I was just uh at the point again where I was like, you know, am I gonna keep going with this or figure out something else? And it just ended up not working out and I remember after like a one really hard practice uh talking to Brandon, actually, I think it was at Glenn's house. Save it, the day. Glenn's house. Save the at, day. Uh, you know, it was, you know, yeah. A it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it was on Super Bowl Sunday or something. Glenn was on my Glenn talking about his time to party. <laughs> and I was hurting after a practice, and Brandon's like, just come try out for our team one time. And, uh, I go out to practice, and I think it was, like, me, Kenny Rosenberg, Adam Geis, and Ryan Cohen all trying out one practice, and, uh, I didn't even make the cut at that point.
1: I was still, SK's like, All right. was SK even coaching at that point? I had a bag oh. billowing to keep the little kid around there. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, well, he's a nice kid, yeah. give him a shot. I know he doesn't hold his gun right, <laughs> <but> he's goofy looking. <laughs> He'll learn, he's, he's tenacious, we'll get, him we'll get him in there.
2: Phoenix, I sat, then uh, the next event, um, I was getting set again, I'm like, fuck, I just want to get out there and play baseball." Yeah. And Entourage needed some players, actually. And that was one of their uh, second pro tournaments in the PSP. So they're like, all right, you can come play with us. Got some reps in over there. And then back for MAOs, finally got my chance, played. SK, I think, put me in, like, four points old tournament. tournament. So it's like didn't do that good still, so. <laughs> uh, the next, I think it was one more tournament after that. It still got sat, so. I was like, ah, oh, I need to put in a bunch of work in
1: these practices and stuff. But Kyle's had it ever since I've seen him when he was a little kid, like. Yeah, you, know, you can just tell. Some people have it. It's funny because people always say that. Like, mm. I was talking to Colt
0: Roberts about that new kid Johnson on their mm. team. He said the same thing. And I was like, hey, you guys put Johnson in for that overtime point. What's the deal? And he's like, yeah, actually, you know, because I mean, he's the number one stat guy. Like, yeah. he's the highest up there. And he's like, you know, he, he plays really well. Yeah, he doesn't have the experience of some of the guys. And it was a conscious decision to sit him or to sit, like, I think it was Grayson mm. or Dixon over Johnson. But he was like... You know, he was gushing about him. He's like, I we have a, a lot of confidence that this guy's going to be one of the top guys. He's a good
1: guys. player. I've watched him for, for a few years now. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, like. But he's, he
0: said the exact same thing you said though. He's like, he just got it. And you, we hear, you'll see, people say that all yeah. the time. He just got it because you can see it. You can see it in guys, and it, they, it may not be. And this is like, you know, we've had a lot of talks yeah. about this. You know, where it's like, you know, I say the same thing to you. You know, it's like, you know, and I, one of the greatest bits of coaching advice I ever got was my freshman year of baseball when a, one of the like incredibly influential person in my life because he gave me a shot at sports when I honestly shouldn't have got the shot but he knew that I had heart so he was like look dude you're the smallest guy on the team and probably the worst guy on the team because you're 13 and everyone's 14 and like you're not grown in your body yet but I can see some heart in you so but I remember he, he was like look we lost this game to our rivals Mission Bay you know played for Claremont at the hill and he was just like look Why would I give you a job when I know you can do it if you don't have faith in yourself? I have faith in you. Why the hell do you not have faith in yourself, you know? So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, dude, you, you got it, but you need to understand that. We know it, you Mm -hmm. know, that's why Brandon keeps giving you the chance, you know? So it's like, it's one of those things. So you just knew immediately kind of, not immediately, but you knew that.
1: Yeah. You know, I just knew that he had heart. I mean, not everyone drives cross country to come follow your dreams. So that right there just spoke volumes about the kid. Yeah. And it was just, it was a fit. You know, he, he got along with us. I saw potential in him. I'm like, listen, if you just come aboard and listen to me and we can get the ball rolling with you. And I know it'll all work out, you know, just have faith, like you said. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's working out, but sometimes like Kyle, you need to have more more confidence in yourself, you know, yeah. on the paintball field. Yeah. I see it off the field with you, but on the field you really need to, you know. Yeah. Well, yourself
0: and, and, and think about like this last event you know because mm-hmm. it's like coming in like i remember world cup we talked i see you on a regular basis we talk about this a lot and you know I, i'll see you have some points and i'm just like holy shit! i'm like that kid can play the game you know yeah. looks yeah. fluid running people down sees the lanes his timing's awesome it's right on point point. and then I, anytime i I'll, you can almost see it reverse sometimes yeah. you're like in your spot i'm like oh god he's second guessing himself right yeah. now you know, but like, what what's going on in your head? You know, I mean, I mean, you no, know, this is a, this is a tough point in your career. Yep. You know, We're, we've all been there. You know, but it's like, so coming off this last event, um, probably the worst event you played so far in yeah. two thousand and twelve. Yeah. But you know, it it's there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like we see it. But like, what's going on in your head when you're out there? You know. I mean, you wrote an awesome blog about it. I mean, yeah. you go to Painful Access and read his blog. You really couldn't say it any better than that. But mm-hmm. since we got you here, yeah you know, <laughs> you might as well pick your brain about it, you know? Because I think a lot of people can learn from this. Because think about that. Like, that's that's everyone out there, yeah. you know? And that's why I love talking to you guys right now. Because, like, Brandon, your success story particularly, and then even the, your success story too, I mean, I know you haven't got to where you want to get to yeah. where you're, like, one of the top guys in the league. and. And, but that being said, I mean, so many people can learn from what you guys have
2: been through, you know, like, so I don't know, what's going on in your head out there right now? I mean, I guess, like, what the biggest thing was is, like, I'm the first point man, the first snake guy out there. Uh, it's the most important guy it. in the field. Yeah, and I'm like, it's all up to me. And I think each, every, when I was in the bunker, like, I'm, like, overthinking everything too much and I have to do something. I, it's my move. I need to do something constantly where I'm probably can just chill at some points too and uh, I mean I was really just thinking oh, I need to get down the field I need to get down the field and trying to like snap shoot with people when I didn't need to and trying to run through lanes when I didn't need to and uh, I'm thinking oh, I'm a better player than this, better player than this each point going out there and it, it, I think it was mentally just building up on me every point a point that first match didn't help us losing to Upton like oh I need to change everything I'm doing when I practice, I, I think I was playing very good, actually, at practice. And um, Yeah, I heard you are playing great
0: at practice. I mean, you must have been playing good. If, with all those guys yeah. gone, you must have been playing. I mean, I heard you were playing well, but I uh, wasn't there to see it. But in order for you guys to beat those teams, I mean, Brandon, you must have been
2: playing good in practice, yeah, sure right? Yeah, I was.
1: Mean.
2: After there, there was like three or four points at the, the last match we played against Infamous when they were just crushing us, where I think I could closely relate to practice where I was like, I have... I have nothing to lose right now. And I think that's what my mentality was in practice. And those last three points, I was just going weird. Were, yeah. we're pulling points back, and I was shooting a good amount of people, and I think in practice, that's what I was doing. Like, it's just practice, you know? I remember, actually, Eric Humphreys after, like, our fourth match, or maybe second day, he's like, dude, it's just like a glorified practice. Someone's saying that. Glorified practice, just play like you're playing practice. Have fun. Stop overthinking everything. Like, you're a good player. Just go out there and go down the field and kill people. And I think that's what I was lacking. I was just trying to make sure I was doing every single thing perfectly right.
0: It's weird, too, because it's such a weird vibe when you're out there. You know, I mean, when you're in the moment and you're playing in a tournament or in practice, but to try to have, like, there's so many variables going on. You're getting shot, you're shooting at guys. The game is progressing and it's, it's happening in front of you. And to be making those moves, it's, it's like like Colt with that move he made against you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was a great move. I mean,, he got shot, and he should have stopped at the first guy and he ended up getting taken out, you know. But at the same time, like when, when I talked about it and, and you read his interview, and he's just like, you know, and he was like, some guys when they talk about the game, they have a hard time recollecting exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. He broke down exactly what was happening yeah. to the second he was just like
2: yeah, whole he, that whole the, yeah he
0: yeah. was just like this guy was here and this guy was here and this happened and this happened and like his ability to recall that I mean obviously his brain is able to process things mm-hmm. real fast and he was like as soon as I checked out and saw both Rainey and LJ looking at me but with their guns in and the way that the situation was he's like the second that I felt that move I made the move you know and it was it's,
1: it's honestly it's all experience especially with this game um there's probably a hundred variables or so in this game even more, but it's just recognizing those variables at a certain moment and Reacting to them and it's funny because when you first start playing and once again Shane Bastana told me about this When you first start playing the game, it's fast. Mm-hmm. And there's so much going on there's so much commotion It's hard to even take a breath. You know yeah, it's hard to think but the more you play and the better you get the game slows down and all of a sudden you could hear everything you could see everything you can hear the guy farting on the sideline Dude, you see it all you know all of it all and it, of goes, it and actually gets into super slow motion after a while it does like it really just slows down to the point where you see things happen and you don't even think about it it's just it's muscle memory and you're just mm-hmm. moving with it you know and as far as Kyle's concerned even though he has been on the team for 3 years he really is still a new player on the team. Mm-hmm. He's a new player in the league, and it's almost good to have a bad tournament because you learn from that. You know, it's unfortunate it happened. Hey, losing is learning. It is. It's a, you couldn't say. It, I mean, yeah,
0: couldn't say it any better. It really is, man. It really is. We've all been there. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, think about this, like, dude, Brandon. You've been on this team for eight years now. <laughs> you guys have been through a lot of ups and downs. I mean, when you first got on the team, it was a rebuilding year for a couple years mm-hmm. then you had some veterans come on like ghost Grancy, tight i'm saying you guys got a little resurgence after that then you know then oliver came on the team and you started to get really good Marcelo started to get really good um nikki was on the team then you guys dominated for two seasons mm-hmm. you know then you had another rebuild you know so it's, it, you've been through
1: all those ups and downs i mean oh and it's safe to say i've lost more than i won <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely. it always tells us
2: he's like we're getting those fourth and thirds, fourth and thirds. He's like, you know, it's hard to say, but it takes a lot of second places to get to first. He's like, I hope that's not the same for us.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, true, man. But it is though, man. It is. You gotta, learn how to get, you gotta learn how to win. Yeah. You have to learn how to win, and that takes a lot of losses. Oh, it does. You know, it takes a lot of painful Sundays of watching other teams win, watching other people celebrate, and it takes that pain to go home, dig deep, work harder, and come back next tournament in two months and Do it all over again,
0: yeah. I mean, I remember the first year that we formed, the first year Excessive was formed, we took five second places. Mm-hmm. Five, huh. I mean, that's a lot of second yeah. places, That's was like a record amount of second places. So, every single time we were losing a dynasty or infamous or just getting our shit pushed in was terrible, but and everyone would be like, Oh, congratulations, you guys took second, and you're just like,
1: Yeah, oh my
0: god, man, like, yeah, it's just it couldn't get any worse, but. That being said, I mean that that's the only way though. You it know? Is. I mean that's the only way, especially with a young team like yours. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's you know, not only do you have yourself, so it's like three years in, but you know, you're just now getting to the point where you're getting your feet underneath you. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and, and that's what I was saying, like some points I watch you play and I'm like, that kid is that, that kid's awesome. You know, like that's dominant right there. He just shot four guys, yeah. you know, that's amazing. Right, I remember there was a couple points last year, I was just like, that's that A kid's gonna be a force. You know and then and then you got toe camel mm-hmm. um humphreys is amazing Arod's great you guys A-Rod's picked up rainy pick yeah. you know i mean you guys got like a, a, an amazing roster that that really could be a force here but it's like what is that intangible thing that's going to be that rosetta stone for you guys to get to first place you it's going to
1: be those young guys digging deep yeah. and making it happen
0: yeah because think about it like brandon i mean you know, you're no longer first guy kind of the snake. I mean, yeah. you, you know, we, and we, I remember we had a conversation a while, this is probably, I don't want to say three years ago or something, maybe four, where it was, you know, you were, you're, dude, you're one of the best snake players to ever play the game, ever. And, I mean, I've seen, I want to say almost every snake player, you know?
2: Yeah, um, I always, like when he was just saying being eight years strong with Ironman, I remember when I'm just starting watching videos of him. Like wow, that wouldn't be that him and Kenny Rosenberg, my idols. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I always watch them, and then now like living with them, yeah. seeing them every day, and now they're your peers, real. you know. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's but that's how life evolves, and when you chase your dreams, you sometimes find yourself amongst the dreamers, yeah. you know. And that's that's life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's one of the amazing things. But now, this is a very unique part of your career because you know I had that everyone every as you advance your career eventually you're no longer the first guy to go. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, that's a completely different position. And I remember talking to you and I was like, Brandon, I was like, look, dude, I respect that you want to play the Dorito side or you want to mm-hmm. play another spot, but if I'm your coach and the best shortstop to ever play the game comes up and is like, oh, you know, I'm kind of over shortstop, I think I want to play left field. I'd be like, are you crazy? Like. Yeah. Fuck you. Get in there. Yeah. You're going to play shortstop because you're amazing and we need you to to take those ground balls because no one else can do it like you. Now you're transitioning and now you have Kyle or Toke or somebody yeah. else going. Yeah, in front honestly
1: of you. it's like I have to transition, and I have to be a back player. Whereas before when I was younger, I was really more concerned about my body and going on and on because I mean I've gotten beat up a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you, but that but that's yeah. that's a very real very yeah. real part of the game. I mean, you've been you know, throwing your body into those spots and yeah, paintball is not like we're not like getting punched in the face, but I mean, if if you are taking those superman head first dives 150,000 times yeah. into you know, I mean, eventually, you know, like how
1: your shoulders doing these days, you know. I mean, it's all right, up. You know, what's funny is I never I always pictured myself being that young kid up in the front doing all these things well I'm turning 26 and even though that is young it's like it's not even a reality anymore because there's six other seven other guys on my team who are younger than me Yeah. so it's like you can't expect those kids to play behind me where I have all the experience it makes a lot more sense for me to play behind them well that's like I've had this I mean, you know, I, mean I live
0: with Ryan Greenspan so we've had this talk constantly because every time Ryan goes in the front he's killing people we'll dominate, he course. dominates you know and I mean he's been doing that for 12 years mm-hmm. but you know and then we have these conversations and and yeah sure he'd love to get up there more mm-hmm. and they of course they could send him up there more but what are they gonna sit Dalton or Mouse so that Ryan can go up front I mean Dalton and Mouse are dominators you know so it's like it's not so much that Ryan needs to go up front and play better. I mean, Ryan's honestly probably playing the best paintball he could play right this second in that spot. I mean, he had a great event even though they didn't do well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so you're in kind of a similar spot. You're not going to play behind him. You don't have the experience to do it. You can't do that, you know? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, you know? So it's like it's one of those situations where, yeah, you got to be snake one and you got to play behind him and you guys got to play your role and you got to play him well if you guys want to win. That's just the way it is.
1: It's kind of fun though. It's a whole new chapter. And I mean, the fact that I've been playing for so long and, you know, it's always kind of the same thing. It's, it's kind of fun. Like, last tournament, I got to kind of just shoot a lot of paintballs, which I haven't done. I definitely carried the most paint last tournament I've ever <laughs> <You> had. Hey, you played pretty Seven, good eight I was Dude, yeah, like, honestly, I, for, my, for my personal self, I was happy walking away, yeah, knowing that I did something that I haven't ever done at a tournament, and that was to communicate, shoot a lot of paint, hold lanes, do, doing stuff that... I never had to do it before, so it was cool. And he was doing everything. Yeah. Well, no I, the oh first. yeah, no, I
2: know. But hey, but welcome to your new role, <laughs> I mean, which I love.
1: Like yeah. I always really embrace the gunfight. Yeah, man. I've always kind of admired that role on the team, and you know I never got to do it because I was so young and fast, and it was like, yeah, you're stupid. We have <laughs> we have Oliver Nikki Paxton, like you're you're running. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get in there, kid. So yeah. it's kind of it's a it's a fresh breath of air. Sorry, does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. It's what I needed because, you know, paintball is great, but you know it gets repetitive after a little bit, and I do love it. But for me, it's a new challenge, so I appreciate it. And I mean, how long?
0: Talking about motivation, you know, I think one of the reasons the dynasty's struggling right now is because. Every tournament, every year, these guys who have won everything, defined paintball, I mean, they're constantly trying to... Dude, it's hard. Like, you know, like motivation. Like, what, what is your motivation now? I mean, why are you
1: still playing the game? Honestly, like, hats off to Dynasty. Like, those guys have traveled, won every tournament, and some people are, you know, I hear around the park, oh, those guys lost heart. Like, no way, man. They're still out here. They're still doing their thing. And for me, personally, it all comes down to it's fun. And I love it, <clears throat> and it's great. And I love my friends. And bottom line is, I love to win, and I effing hate to lose. Yeah. So you know, come come Saturday, come Sunday, I want to win first place no matter what. Like I will lock you in the porta potty. I will do. I, I will throw your hopper away. It doesn't matter. I Put want. A quarter in it. Dude, it doesn't matter. I. It, that's what it's my drive is. I I want to win, and I have not done it enough in my career. Yeah. How many wins do you think you have now? Um probably ball five ball. or six, but I mean I've got some big ones. You got some good wins. I got two World Cups in a row. I would definitely And one of
0: those was one of those like legendary performances like Brandon threw his shoulder out. Yeah. I think you like dislocated your shoulder. I remember I was calling that point, you dove into a spot, it dislocated your shoulder, and we're just like, oh Brandon dislocated his shoulder, and you like threw your shoulder in. And then come out one handed, shoot a guy. And this,
1: and this was like the long x ball games. These weren't like the short, yeah, eight, yeah. race to what seven. These were like the long, two twenty and There's out. like, tell me about that point. I want to
0: hear about that point from your point of view, from your memory, because like,
1: well, that's probably why that's the one thing I'm known for, which is kind of cool. But um, hey, that's not a bad thing to be known for. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's not as cool as it sounds. I, uh, it was pretty goddamn cool. I started. The I watched point, it happen. <laughs> I started the point. I dove into the God, which if you guys don't know, it's usually the bunker right next to the snake, which we always call the God. I dove in. I'm about eight feet off it, actually, in the back of it. My arm totally pops out. I've never had this feeling before. It feels like your arm is just yeah, missing. You didn't
0: have any shoulder problems until that point. Not
1: necessarily. Like, yeah. Now that I think about it, it's happened, but really like minor, minor, minor. This was a full-on, my arm was just totally out of the socket. <laughs> so my arm pops out freaking out. I'm like, I'm just in pain. When I, I mean, I realized I'm playing the World Cup. This is what I've always wanted to do. And, and which game was this? This was this the This was the so third it, game. Was it? No, this it wasn't, was, wasn't quite the finals, but no, it was. No, no, this was the third game of the finals. Game of the finals. Yeah, because at the time it was. the Russian Legion, yeah. who were just the most badass team back then. And not that they still aren't, but this was when they were like, oh man, have you seen the Russian Legion play? Those guys are machines. Yeah. So. This is the third game, the very first point. I dive in, my arm pops out. I'm eight feet off the bunker. I grab my gun. I hide in my bunker in pain for what feels like two minutes. It might have been only a minute,
2: but it was, what, it was more
1: like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, true. But what <laughs> happens when you're just hiding like that and not shooting? People forget about you. Yeah. So um, we're kind of winning that. We're like, it's like we were I shot. I think they had like a G. The, yeah, It something. was still
0: close, dude. I mean, they only had it
1: was like a four and five. It was. And what happened was I grabbed my gun, I pulled, pulled myself together. I like, mean, this is the World Cup. Pulled together. This could be your last point. I look out my bunker, and not that I snapshot anybody out. There was just two dudes who didn't know I was there. And me and my machine gun DM, what year was it? Seven. Seven, <laughs> Who knows at this point. Shot two guys, helped win that point. when I stood up, um, my arm popped right back into place. And at this point, they had already called the paramedics to come over, and they're like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. I walked in the pits. Shane goes, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you good to go? I say, yeah. And that was the last part we ever talked about it. Shane had faith in me. He knew if I could go, I could go. And that was that. It was impressive. It was cool. It was more cool to win. That was some man shit, bro. (laughs) Talking about man shit, that was like... That was pretty. That's about. I played on a pretty is, tough yeah. team back then with some pretty tough guys. Yeah, was, yeah, I you that, I yeah. I couldn't go that whole year and just give up on a little wimpy arm thing. So that was. That was. Man they shape, probably would have beat me up pretty hard after that. Yeah, was. Not impressive. that they didn't. By the way, all the kids <laughs> got beat up after we won World Cup. That's a different time, different story. You guys, Oliver, Nikki, you guys know what you did to me. <laughs> Especially Oliver. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is this great, though, because, like, that's uh, that's one of the funnest things about playing, though, is that, like, you have all these charismatic dudes that you roll around the country or the yeah. world with. Because, I mean, you played overseas. Have you played overseas um, yet much, pa? Yeah, me and,
2: uh, yeah. I went all last year, and this year, me and Ryan, I've taken Ryan Martin yeah. over there with me, so me and Ryan have been traveling around over there. Tell me the story
0: you told to me the other day. Tell me the story about what happened in Amsterdam. Oh,
2: this is a crazy one. There's actually a, um... A video on YouTube. I'll post it up again on my Facebook. Yeah. But um, so we're, we're writing we, that blog about it. Yeah. So we get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just tell everyone right now. It's so good. So me and Ryan, we have like a like a super long layover in Amsterdam, coming back from Germany. And so we go out, we get a hotel, and I think it was like uh, two of the HK guys, Brandon Fort and Steve Navi. We're we're sitting down eating eating some pizza, and we hear this guy screaming down the street like. Like, sounds like he's dying. We get up a couple times, look down there, we don't see anything. Come sit back down. We end up finishing. It's been like 25 minutes of screaming. We come around the block, start walking down. This guy just has like a bottle of vodka, water, whatever it is. And there's like a crowd of people just watching him. He's just screaming, like, I don't know, whatever type of drugs he was on. Throwing water on people. He goes up to this guy and he just slaps him barehand in the face. Just this person watching. And the guy, you could see the guy just sit, sit like, stone cold stare at the the guy that's going wild and we walk up closer and the guy ends up just falling on the ground screaming screaming and uh we all pull out our phones like this is funny like we're catching this guy around drill he's like he's on acid whatever he's on and we're, taking a vi- I'm, we're taking a video of it and as we're taking the video we're just like oh this is nuts we're catching this guy right now and then all of a sudden out of the corner of the camera comes up that guy that got slapped in the face by this crazy guy and we see him pick up a bike and we're like what is this guy doing? And he's walking towards the guy on the ground screaming. It's so good. Picked up the bike, holding it above his head. We're like, no, no way is this about to happen. Slams it as hard as he could on this guy's face. Instantly, the guy just goes quiet. And all the people in the streets are screaming, screaming, like, trying to fight this guy that did it. <laughs> and, uh, we're like, I'm looking at my phone and looking at the guy. I'm like, no way did I just catch this on film. And I've seen the video.
1: Yeah. It,
0: like,
2: that actually happened. It's...
1: Kyle, there. Your mom knows what knows what goes on in Amsterdam? My mom doesn't, no. I would never tell her.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so So we uh, it was funny too after we get uh the video, this girl comes up right after we're just talking and she goes, Why is my bike over here? And my bike was just over here. I was no like, way. Was- oh you wanna see why your bike's right here? And I showed her the video. She was like, No way like We'll so it. some chick's bike. Yeah, was that some he picked bike. up and he, slammed yeah, on Yeah, he his picked dude. up a random bike and just slammed it on this guy. Oh, that is so good. Cop showed up in like two seconds, and they were trying to get our phones and stuff. But like, no, he just pinned it out of there. <laughs> but it was nuts. But that's but like one of the. That's one
0: of the cool things about the you know the paintball life. So that's what's possible. I mean, if you work hard enough, then potentially you could find yourself on some random alley <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Amsterdam watching some tweaked out. Shroomed out, dude, yeah. screaming to the demons to stop and slapping people. And then some guy who got slapped is like, You know, I'm gonna I'm a put it on you, dude. Yeah. cause like,
2: Why are you hitting me? And yeah. then picks up some chick's bike and slams it yeah. with it. Definitely the wild west out there. <laughs> there South America, I feel like, too. So, what's the craziest place you guys have been, Brandon? What's the crazy? What's
1: the I'm honestly, I've been really fortunate to travel just like you, Maddie, some pretty wild places. Um, South, uh, South Africa is amazing. It's just beautiful, and just the, the laws and the lay of the land is crazy. Uh, New Zealand, they love American boys a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, tell South America Tell crazy. us that story, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope my mom isn't listening. Just all over. Ibiza, which is off the coast of Spain. If anyone of you knows, crazy place. Just Party Island. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure, Maddie, just like you, we can fill a book of stories. So many. One day we will. Oh, I, I, don't don't know, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you
0: don't want to tell your stories, I'll, We'll get somebody that will. Yeah, <laughs> one, one day we will. Uh, what about you? Because uh, so because you've been doing this for a while now. I mean, yeah, you I play with Nexus and you've been doing clinics all over. I mean, because that was one of the cool things is I mean you kind of came out the gate, and that was what I said back was that. I mean, yeah, you mean it came from nowhere, but pretty much like not not right away. It took you a couple seasons, but kind of. I mean, you could probably take notes of, from this guy yeah, that you know. I mean, it took him a couple seasons to get that respect, but once he was that guy, and and the snakes were a little bit different back then. You know, I mean, it was a little bit more of a battleground snake, and yeah. now it's almost like you guys have a little bit more cut out for you because it's like a little bit more technical the layouts. Yeah. But back when they had those like ladder snakes where it was just like first guy in, dude, you go to war. Mono, you know, yeah, straight up, dude. You know, I mean you you go to war with the guy right in front of you and you gotta take him out, you take him down. And then uh and then um but so so you've been doing you've done that for a while, but you made a name for yourself within the first two, three seasons. Mm-hmm. Since then you've had kind of the gates open up. Yeah, so you've been sure. able to do some really cool stuff. But that's what that's what's possible. Yeah. You know? And then right, yeah. And
1: yeah, just like Kyle, like and Matty, like I took full advantage of it. Like I didn't hold back. I, I wasn't going to school for a little bit, and I just went full bore, full steam ahead, and yeah. filled that passport up. Yeah. Which you probably, I would guess.
0: I mean, I know now you're going to school now, and I mean, yeah, it's not like you're 22 going to school, but dude, you went. It's like it's always funny. I we did the, these questionnaires for all the the pro players, and uh, and Yosh put uh, uh, currently attending. Um, <laughs> The uh, graduate school of dynasty abroad, yeah, you know, I to. you know, so me. it's it's like you know, but that's why you go. That's why you with yeah. you if you with have the means, you want your kids to go and study abroad because they will learn stuff over
1: there and get wise to the world in ways they never honest, be able to do. It is the best education. Like I, I go to school now, and like it just, there's nothing that they could teach me. I mean, there's obviously things the technical stuff, but it's just there's not that swagger and confidence and life experience that i've gone through traveling but that's what makes you a success exactly and then it's just funny too Side note is like when i'm in the class and i hear kids talking it's just like i laugh underneath my breath because it's like god if they only knew my friends and probably kick me out of this school yeah if you could just corner them for a couple of
0: seconds
2: back like, look let me let me tell you a yeah. story real quick it's funny we actually uh we were just on the last trip i think it, we had like always have like a little crew that was with us it was like damien archie Bravo curly and damien's like you know our but my bucket because yeah, list- you just got back from yeah work. i just got back um right before july 4th on that monday and i remember damien he's like you know our bucket list is way crazier than anyone and he's like my bucket list is gonna be 10 times the level of just a regular person because the stuff that we do is way crazier than a normal person and that's the benefit of paywall
0: yeah for sure and just to think you could have been like you know what I'm not good enough, dude. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna chill in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go school out here. You know. I look back life. at
2: like all the people that.
0: Was there like a? Went to high was there a moment where you
2: kind of like was on that you were on the precipice, like you could have, or was it always just full steam ahead? No, like, honestly, when when gridlock, um, kind of dismantled, I was at the point like, am I gonna go to school or go to that? And I kind of left it like up to my mom and grandma. I'm like, what what do you guys think I do? You're wise, you know, and they're like, honestly. You know, if you don't know exactly what you want to do in school, go pursue this because you know you want to do this and school will be there for you when you want to go do it. So go pursue this. You're good at it and it'll take you place. And I think they're probably my biggest fans now. They awesome. tell all their friends and I'm more proud of me, message me every day, call me. I'm always stoked
0: when parents are super into paintball or at least like, and I'm not saying my parents weren't, but I mean, like, uh, have I ever told you the story about the first pro tryout that I ever had? No. So (laughs) the first pro tryout I ever had, I was, uh, it was, it was like five months into play. Was this for the Ironman? No, this is for Navarone. Oh, okay. So I was 16. Um, I've been playing paintball for maybe four months and, uh, you know, I was pretty good at it right away. And, um, and it was like the first thing in life that I was just innately really good at, Mm. you know? So I was pretty stoked about that, you know, I was happy and, um, but there wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a traditional sport so you know my family was kind of like oh this is like some weird shit that he's into and whatever and so uh so I, I went down to this field that I was playing at I played well, I'd only played there maybe like four times total I'd like only played paintball like four times and and the guy that owned the field was like hey you know hey you know you should come out and, and try for our tournament team and I was like oh my god there's tournament teams and I was like yeah, sweet. What what do I need to do? He's like, well, if you if you make the team, we'll take you to Orlando, you know. And I was like, no way. He's like, pay for everything. Like we're a pro team, we get you know sponsored and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, yeah, World Cup. Yeah. It's 19, the 1994 World Cup. Wow. Jeez. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, no way. So I was like, all right. Yeah. So I was like, I, I you know I, I gotta I gotta go to this. So you know the weekend rolls around for this tryout and. Uh, and I wake up, and I, I try to wake up before my dad, because like me and my dad weren't getting along at the time. So um, I was gonna steal the car and just take, <laughs> and just
2: take,
0: <laughs> and just take the car, down this like big ass station wagon. Um, so I was gonna steal a station wagon and, and take it down to to the field, and then just deal with the repercussions when I got home. But uh, but my dad, you know, always being the crafty son of a bitch that he is, he was already up, you know. Yeah. And so as I'm walking out of the house, try to sneak out, he's like, "Hey, where are you going?" And I was like. Um, you know, and then I kind of laid it down for him, I'm like, Hey, I got this trial with this professional paintball team. You know, I really want to go. If I make it, they're going to take me to Orlando and you know, this and that. And he's just like, well, you know, <laughs> cause like I was kind of sort of grounded at the time. So he's like, there's <laughs> no way. He's like, you're not going. And I was like, no, I, like, I have to go to this. And he's like, look, I, I'm not saying you can't go, but there's no way in hell you're taking the car. And I was like, oh, so I'm like, well, and this is down in Otay Mesa, this is down by the Mexican border, mm-hmm. you know, so this is 40 minutes from where we live, so I'm just like, I'm like, well, will you give me a ride down there? He's like, <laughs> i not giving you a <laughs> ride, Are you crazy? Jeez. I'm not giving you a ride down there? He's like, so I'm like, well, what am I? I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I remember, it, I, I literally had like $80 to my name, that's it, like in my life, I had $80 left, cash, sitting in this like little chest that I had gotten when I was like 14. So I go into this chest, I take the 80 bucks, and my dad's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to take a cab down there. And he's like, whatever, man, do whatever you got to do. So I called a cab at 6.45 in the morning and took a cab one way, 40 minutes, just a $60 cab ride, all the way down to the oh, field. Fuck. So I gave the, the taxi all the money essentially I essentially had in the world. And... Showed up in a taxi cab to the field, and all the old guys were like, "What is this kid doing?" You yeah. know, and then like I told them the story, they loved it. They thought that was super cool. I tried wow. to steal the car, and that like, is awesome. yeah, and they were like, "Oh, that's great!" So then I, you know, made the team, and that's like,
1: how do you not? I, if those old guys cut you out yeah, so sad. Make you walk home? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I had no way home. How'd you get home? How'd you get home? So I, uh you know, who gave me right home, Kenny Chamberlain. No way. You remember Kenny Chamberlain? I do. Kyle doesn't. No. No. Yeah, it's the old school dude, but yeah so he was he was on the team at the time and uh so yeah made the team had one of the dudes give me a ride home and that was it you know jeez that's a good story yeah wow. so but that's but that's the thing is like you know you you gotta do whichever you gotta do to, to to try to live your Maybe dream it, you yeah. know to make it you know and there's tons of stories like that but that's like one of the cool things about this you know is that make your way in the world now. man but that but another thing too is the thing is interesting is that you know, it's like, I think we've, Brandon, we've had this discussion before. It's like when you're 18, you think you know everything. And then when you're 25, like you realize you don't know shit. Nothing. You know, <laughs> like,
1: you're like, wow. Yeah, I'm back to square, square one. Yeah. Okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but paintball really kind of like burns that home a little bit, you know? because There's yeah. so much to learn in the world. There's so many different types of people and so many places yeah. and countries. And everyone thinks about things differently. And
1: Definitely. Like, even though, like right now, I'm kind of having a new point in my life. I'm trying to figure, you know, my next chapter and paintball will always be there you know, without paintball, I wouldn't have, like I said, once again, that confidence to go into this next chapter. Like, now that I have this confidence, like, I'm not scared, I'm not worried, I know it's going to work out because I know what I'm capable of. And that's, you know, taking on a task, accomplishing it, and doing it with passion and doing it well.
0: Yeah. And that's like, I remember you had said that in your, when like, when you started writing blogs for Paintball Access, yeah. I was kind of blown away because that first one you turned in, I was like, wow, man, like, because you had said that the normal world, which is something I think we all can relate to, is that it's like the volume is turned down on the normal world, yeah. you know, once you're doing this, you know, because it's so intense and your brain is, at, is, is, I mean, I would love to see a brain scan of somebody when they're playing a tournament paintball <laughs> game because you have got to be operating on, like, a whole nother level. Yeah. I mean, I, we've all had this experience. You know when you're, like, you're in a situation where you're locked in a gunfight in a really crucial game, and I and I can literally like as I'm talking about this remember moments where, you know, it'd be like multiple guys against me and I the world just slows down. Like literally slows down like yeah. the matrix and you're like you're dodging paintballs that are going two hundred miles an hour, like they're standing still. You yeah. know? And like but and once you live in that moment, I mean, regular life is like not that big of a deal, yeah. you know? It's, you know
1: what's great about that moment too is that there is nothing else. Like it's just that moment. Yeah. And, there's not many things you could say that you know, like it's just it takes everything. Like life doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. There's just you and those guys trying to shoot you, and you trying to you know win the game. And one of the greatest feelings, and that, yeah. that's why we all do it. And yeah. But Nadia that he just broke it down perfectly. But
0: that's like a, that's almost like I mean that's that's like a you know I mean martial artists talk about that. I mean uh, religions speak about that. That's actually um, you know I wouldn't consider myself too religious, but more spiritual. But it's like. But um, if I had to relate to one particular religion, it'd be probably more, in some ways, Buddhism. And Mm -hmm. that's what they tell you, you know, is that there is no such thing as... Because most people are either haunted by or held back from the past. Things that have happened. So most people spend most of their life either comprehending what has happened and how it affects them currently and being weighed down by those those Mm -hmm. sorts of thoughts and those experiences, or they're scared about the future and what may come and what's in front of them and thinking about all these different things they have to do but when you play paintball you are literally thrust into that exact moment which is what you described right there you Mm -hmm. know it's like there is very few activities in this world that you can get into where everything else dissolves everything else dissolves and you are living in the exact moment and when you look at like quantum mechanics and all the science it's like there is no such thing as the the, the the past or the future the only thing that exists is like a series of now it's just like when you like a, a a movie is you know you take you know if you do it on film that's 27 different pictures in one second you know but each one of those is a condensed moment you know so it's just like you are forced into that moment yeah. that's why it's a special thing you know i think that's why it's addictive too you it know? is <laughs> definitely yeah there's
2: nothing else like that
0: yeah there's nothing else like that so what's so what's the future for the argument I, I mean like heading into this next event you know, we're, we're going to, uh, looks like we're going to Maryland now.
1: I guess so, that's yeah. news me, but for the Ironman, definitely, hopefully Eric Humphries comes back. Cause he's definitely, he's, a good, he's part of our yeah. team. Uh, he was injured last event, uh, but besides that, it's learning from our mistakes and moving forward. Um, we've taken top four every event so far this year. Which is really impressive. Which is great, time. which is good. It's always good to be in the hunt. You really can't ask for more than that. Like. Being first is almost unrealistic. You know, it's, I hate to say that, but it is. And so for us, it's to move forward. We've we've definitely taken enough fourths and thirds. We need to get into that final match, and we need to you know take the ball and go with it. And I think the young kids need to to dig deep and ask themselves if they want to win, which I know they do, and then and then perform. You know, go out there and perform. And yeah, because there's not a lot you can do right now, Brandon.
0: I mean, you played a great last event. You just got to keep being that anchor. But it's going to be up to guys like Kyle and Toke and Humphreys and, and Ryan Martin. on the, like, So we're talking about Snakes' side, but on the Dorito side for you guys, A-Rod, like A-Rod, LJ, uh, Ryan Martin. I mean, those guys, All the, and, and the teams that are doing it out there, the teams that are winning events, they have multiple guys step up through the event. So it's not just mm-hmm. you playing phenomenal or I mean that's impossible. You're not going to play every point phenomenal. It's impo- I don't care. Like look at Tok. Tok played it great and then at towards the end he got he was getting shut down. Yeah, yeah. No one else was getting it done over there. Then you come in after he was getting shut down, but now your guys are down a bunch of points yes. and then you start tearing it up, but it was too little, too late. Yeah. Well, you know, you're but but that's got to be kind of like a little frustrating for you because you could like same thing with Ryan. As that support player, if you don't have your front guys, the first guys to go, and, and they don't have to do it every single point, but man, if they're not doing it like 60, 70, 80%, you guys aren't going to win the event, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I know it's coming. I, I really do. It's just going to take time and experience, like I said. And by the way, this year in paintball has been pretty fun and competitive because three events, three different teams winning, and I'm sure the top four really pretty, pretty different each time. So it's like you never know where you're gonna get on Sunday. It's just you hope that you can be in that top four, which we have done, and hopefully honestly the ball goes our way and we take we seize the opportunity, which which like I said, we will. So
2: Yeah. Well I think we're really good team as it is right now. We just have to go that extra little step. Just as good as any team that I would agree for second place. I would absolutely agree. I mean and that's what's scary
0: about your team, is that, you know, you guys are you know you're ranked second coming into this event the last event you took fourth at this event and uh and it was it was just one of those things that it was like you know i just think that as long as you guys remain focused Mm -hmm. on the goal it may not be next event it may not be the event after that but eventually you guys are going to put yourself in that position to actually be in the finals i think that's the next goal you know is like
1: it is you know like i want to say it's to win but you got to be realistic, it's, it's, let's get over the hump, let's get into the top two. Yeah. Let's take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I said, learning how to win, you have to do, but then learning how to play in the finals is a whole new element, honestly. I, I was well, look there. at the Russians, yeah. you know? They, yeah. They've been in here twice
0: already. God, they... those
1: guys are due. You know, it's like you, you like, man. I want to go win first place. You're like, man, those Russians, they're do. They yeah. were looking you, you strong after the prelims. Yeah, they were looking stronger after the prelims, and if they I, rebuilt their team yeah. too. Yeah, if I face the Russians next event in the finals, i be like, here we go, because they have it down. Those the guys stretch. want it. Yeah, and those guys yeah. want it too. Like you, you don't take what is it two second places in a row. You don't walk away from a third one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like something's got to give yeah for it, those guys.
0: yeah it's I don't know it's like and being one of the veterans so how many years do you think you got left in you I mean like is it just a you question, take year by year
1: or I mean as, as long as nothing happens to my body I can go for a while because I definitely love it, it but there's also a factor of real life what do I have to do but you still got well, how many more I mean, you still got some time left in school too yeah so. I definitely have probably, it'll, fit, it'll fit for
0: like the next two three years probably. yeah
1: definitely like I think it would be awesome to have a full-time job. And still play paintball. Like I would love that to be able to support myself, and then, you know, take a break from real life and go do what I love and compete against other people that I do love competing against and trying to excel at that sport and just, just being a part of paintball. still. I love it. Like I don't want to walk away from it. I want to see where this road goes. I want to see what happens to paintball. I'll always be around, whether I'm playing or not. But, yeah, I, I, I'm really curious to see what happens with paintball. And like the paintball access, big shout out to you guys. Like it's, this is amazing. I wish this happened five, six years ago, like when I was young. Yeah, so we would be counting all your kills <laughs> so like, back yeah, then. Yeah, so I could be running around. Man it's short, number one in the league again, Jesus. Yeah, no, but like this is a dream come true to watch this on the way it is on the internet. Like to, to come home and watch every game and hear you, Maddie, analyzing the sport. When I was younger, all we had was the, the magazines, which was awesome. But, like, we traded it. We don't really have the magazines anymore. But we have panel access. We have it on the internet. This is what we should have done from the start, you know? It's too bad that we well, just going to get it going. Yeah,
0: it's just, well, you know, it's by players for players, honestly. And we need to have some, you know, objective measures of skill because, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot in this, but. It's important, man. It's a fascinating thing. It It is. You know, hundreds of thousands of people play worldwide, Mm -hmm. and
1: uh, and it's amazing. You know, like a lot of us in the in America, we see it, but it's it's the people almost outside of the country that are appreciating it the most. Yeah. I swear, when I when I go outside the country, they're the ones that are most intrigued. They're the ones that want to know the story. So it's like I know they're just eating this up because I know they are because I'm getting text, Facebook, email. It's like. They're just digging it up, and it's awesome. So
0: yeah. Well, we're sure gonna, yeah, no, we're gonna keep doing it, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. You know, it's it's important to me because I gave you know so many years to the Ironman, and and honestly, just because that's California's team from the beginning. You know, it's it like is. from from it's it a is. it's a 20 plus year old team. You know, it's like you guys are the oldest team in the entire league. So to see this whole new resurgence of the Ironman with all these young guys doing as well as they're doing, as boot as rookie as they are. Mm-hmm is really impressive, you know, and yeah, it's like it's kind of you know, what the
1: team's all about, you know. It's yeah. like, and then the new, like like Dave Dave Yelmut always says. He said it many times. He's like, the Ironman, They're always constantly changing, moving forward. We're always moving forward. That's why I know my spot will one day be replaced because it's just how sports are. That's how teams are. If you want to stay fresh, you got to replace. You got to keep going. Even that, even if that means rebuilding for two or three years, you got to keep going or else. Yeah. Your team will be complacent. Yeah,
0: and, and with the way that, that SK has been coaching the team, he's just all about, like, what have you done for me lately? Oh, man,
1: he's, he runs a tight ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have 12 right now. He runs a tight ship for sure. But, you know, but we'll, uh, We'll save that for the next podcast. For I sure. Think. Right. yeah. No, but
0: thank you guys for uh, thank you, Matt for being yeah, honest and um, you know fascinating stories and uh, of course. You know, you're my neighbors, so expect <laughs> more. Expect more from from Kyle Spicka and Brandon Short. And thank you guys for tuning into the Real Deal Podcast, yeah. brought to you by PaintballAccess.com. Make sure you check out. The, uh looks like it's going to be Mid-Atlantic Open, coming from Maryland, so it's yep. August 10th through the 12th, and uh, we will catch you guys soon.
1: Um, to everybody out there, I just want to say a big thank you for supporting the Ironman, and the biggest, biggest thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Die and Dave Youngblood. Without you guys, we would be nowhere, I would be nowhere, so thank you, and also GI Sports for having a great paintball that has gotten us to the top four all this year, all year this year. Thank you guys. Can't wait to see you guys out there in Maryland. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Well, thanks for listening to the Real Deal podcast brought to you by paintballaccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know That way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out pspevents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world so whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at even if you play rec and you want to get into the game uh, you definitely can find it on pspevents.com also make sure to follow me on twitter and instagram maddie marshall sd and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast and if you like the podcast make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this so thank you guys for tuning into the real deal and be sure to listen in next week